0: Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. This is your host, Joshua Dolgoff. I hope everybody is having a great first week of classes. If you are at UNC, a happy Friday. It's a bit rainy here in Chapel Hill right now, but that's not going to stop me from recording and talking a little bit of UNC basketball as well as giving a big preview to the NFL playoffs, being able to fully watch the last three weeks. feel like I've got my predictions down and I'm going back and forth in my head for a couple teams and I think I might shock some people with what way I'm potentially leaning. But we're gonna start with a preview of uh well a recap of UNC versus NC State and then a preview of the Syracuse game before we get to the NFL. So let's hop right into it. The Tar Heels travel down the road to not our rival, NC State, in Raleigh. We win 67 to 54, a rather ugly game for both sides. NC State was just flat out horrible. from the field, two of 21 from three point range. That's 10%. Carolina, I mean, slightly better, but not a great shooting night. 39% from the field, 33% from three point range. They missed eight free throws. They did have nine turnovers, but I I thought a lot of those were more early on, but a rather sloppy first, like 30 minutes of the game. Got to give credit to state. They played good defense. They were hedging really hard. they were being aggressive. But a 15-2 to run from Carolina pulled uh, the game away and helped UNC get to 4-0 in the ACC and atop top of the ACC standings. Overall thoughts on this game, we're continuing to find ways to win ugly. These are this is going to happen in the ACC. This is a uh, uh, for them, a big rivalry game in their house. They desperately want to beat us. They're going to make it a tough game. The crowd was definitely a factor. I got to give it to them. They are loud in PNC Arena, but the Tarios just kept clawing. RJ Davis, 16 points, only shot six of 19 from the field. Cadeau, I thought, had a very solid game, 11.6 assists. That's huge. Ingram had nine, Baycott had nine, Cormac had, had eight, all in the first half. Don't know where he went in the second half, but uh, Ingram also had 19 rebounds. Trimble, Withers, Washington, Zayden High combined for 14 points. Another 14-point game off the bench. That is almost a fifth of our points, and and that's important. That's very important in these games, especially in a game where shots aren't really falling that well. Got to get a guy in there. Seth Trimble did, a, I think, another great job driving into the lane. Washington had eight rebounds as well. That's huge um I think I think overall again scrappy win controlling the boards is good Baycott not his best game I think the foul trouble definitely got to him DJ Burns as well he's uh Burns had a pretty solid game only four of eight did have 11 shots uh Horn was not good two of 16 that that's a factor there. he's one of their best scorers uh DJ Horn averages 14 on the year I feel like this game isn't that complicated to break down because it really just came down to didn't really hit our shots very well, played very good defense, like we've given up 3 three-pointers in our last two games combined. But I think a huge encouragement is Cadeau. 6 assists, 2 turnovers as a 3 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. Some of the passes he made were really good, and this is what I mean when In a game that's more sped up and faster. Because State really wanted to speed us up. And we looked very sped up for a large chunk of this game. Just making bad passes. uh, Bad uh, decisions driving into the lane. Rushed shots. The game was very fast. But Cadeau, I feel like, likes to play at that speed. And you can tell he likes getting up and down the floor. I mean, got to the lane very, very easily a few times getting layups. I mean, I think all four of his made shots were layups. But those six assists, that's a game where Cadeau stepped up. I mean, again, Ingram, Cormac, Baycott, not in double figures. Cadeau led the team or second on the team in scoring behind RJ. That This is a good Cadeau game. This is a potential bounce back from him to kind of get used to the physicality in the ACC and be able to kind of do this on, an, on a night in, night out basis. Didn't shoot a three-pointer. That's okay, but he was aggressive. I thought he took advantage of opportunities to break down defenders one-on-one and he just the ball out really well. And again, defensively, they're just so cohesive right now. They're they're running guys off of the three-point line. They made State take a lot of very, very difficult mid-range shots. Didn't give them anything easy. We've held the last three ACC opponents to under 60 points. That's impressive. That's very impressive. And then going to play Syracuse tomorrow back at home finally after a three-game road trip. We've got two guards on our hands that are are very talented in Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling. More Judah Mintz just because, I mean, he's one of the best guards in the ACC. He can score in bunches. Obviously, a new Syracuse team. It's going to be weird seeing them play man. It's also going to be weird seeing them play without Joe Girard, Buddy Bayham, that that whole crew from Boeheim's, I guess, last run with it. But Syracuse, still, still talented. Still have one of the best players in the ACC. So Carolina once again I think is going to need to sh- offensively perform better because I think the Syracuse team is going to be much better offensively than State, much better offensively than Pitt because they just have guys who can just who can hit shots and hit threes. Not many of them, but but the guys that they consistently play are very solid. Um, looking for RJ Davis to maybe get back a, a, for a better shooting performance. He's kind of come back to earth a little bit. Six of nineteen, not. Ideal from him, but he—he's he, still hitting very, very timely buckets. Four of ten from three. Again, he's shooting—he's shooting so well from three. Forty percent. He's shorty, shooting forty-two percent from the field. I would like to see less like wild drives from him into the lane, just kind of looking for fouls, hoisting it up. Because when he gets open looks from threes, I mean, he, he's knocked down. I feel like that's really it for the state game, and, and going to tomorrow. Let's maintain our defensive intensity. I would really love to see. We haven't seen it since Kentucky, but a big Cormac Ryan game. I'm waiting for him to go five of seven from three. I'm waiting for it. I want to get to see Harrison get back, uh, dropping 15 a game. He struggled a bit offensively, uh, and, and to start this stretch of ACC play. So, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Finally, I'm going to the game. I'm going to the Syracuse game. I got tickets through the lottery. Very excited uh, to get back in the Dean Dome. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. And you already know I'll be recapping that game on Monday. Let's go to the NFL because the playoffs are among us. And we have some incredible first round matchups. I mean, some reunions. How about that? Tyree Kill going back to Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. The Deshaun Watson Bowl, I guess you could call it. Texans and Browns. And then Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit as the Rams face the lions in what will be in my opinion the best playoff game from this slate. I'll go through quickly on who I think is going to win, but then I want to go for sleepers, potential upset alerts, and then finally Super Bowl picks and I again, I think my pick is going to shock some people. Let's start with uh, these matchups. I'm going to take Bills over Steelers. I I think that's pretty self-explanatory. No TJ Watt for the Steelers. I think that that takes out their main way uh, to actually have a shot at winning this game. This offense just isn't good enough. Bills are on a roll as well. Chiefs over Dolphins. The weather's really going to get to Tua, I think. Chiefs know Tyreek Hill better than any other team in the league. So I think Chiefs kind of handily win this for... And I, I wish the Dolphins could put up a better fight. They only lost by seven in Germany when they play the Chiefs, but the weather's going to be a huge factor here. I think Pacheco will have a huge game. Texans and Browns, I think a lot of people are picking the Browns. They're kind of the trendy pick right now. I'm going to stick with the home team. I think CJ Stroud and Nico Collins have another huge day. The rookie gets his first playoff win. Same with the rookie head coach and D'Amico Ryans, and being at home is going to be huge uh, for, for the Texans. I, I think... Even though, again, the Browns love the sword with Joe Flack, and we'll get to them a bit later. I I, I think CJ Stroud just pulls off some more magic. Going to the NFC, gonna take the Cowboys over Green Bay. Love how Jordan Love has played this year, second in the league in touchdowns. But I don't love their defense. And there's no way they're gonna be able to guard CD Lamb. We're going Dallas pretty handedly there. Lions versus Rams. And I'm gonna take the Rams here. This is gonna be my first upset pick. I do think Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit storybook-esque. And I love this Detroit team. I love Jameer Gibbs. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff has had an incredible year. Dan Campbell knows how to coach. But something just tells me that. Matthew Stafford, when the game's on the line, he's going to need a touchdown to win it. He's going to get that game-winning drive. He's got too many weapons around him uh, for a very suspect pass defense from the Lions. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, one of the best breakout stars this season. Uh, This is going to be the game I have my eyes on the most, but I am going to roll with Matt Stafford and the Rams. And then Eagles and Bucks. not a surprising slight upset alert, I guess, even though they are the higher seed. I'm taking the Eagles just from a talent perspective. Baker Mayfield's had a really strong year. Bucks have overachieved, but I do think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles figure it out just a little bit to squeak this one out on the road, though I don't think they will make it much farther. Now, Sleepers. I'll give you two of them. Number one, the Los Angeles Rams. Again, I think Detroit is a great matchup for them. The feel-good story for Stafford going back to Detroit, I just think it's written in the stars for him to to beat his old team out of the playoffs for what has been their best season in like 30 years. Then, dare I say I like their matchup with the 49ers from the perspective that they know them. They've played them before. If they went up against Dallas, I would be extremely concerned because they got whooped by Dallas earlier this year with Stafford. But going up against San Francisco, you've seen him plenty of times. You've beaten him in the playoffs before. And again, I trust Matt Stafford in the playoffs. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the playoffs for the quarterbacks that are in uh, this year's playoffs. I mean, he's one of the guys I just trust the most. And with those two receivers, someone's going to have a big day. So if they get past San Francisco, who says they can't get past the next game? And with two, if, if they get momentum going, the Rams are going to be extremely dangerous. That's my NFC sleeper. My AFC sleeper, even though I did not pick them, is going to be the Cleveland Browns. What a feel-good story. With Joe Flacco just popping off the sofa, 38 years old, he's just going to go play some football for the Browns as a Baltimore Raven for life, pretty much, because he won them a Super Bowl. And who says he can't make a run? I mean, him and Njoku have an incredibly good connection. Amari Cooper came alive once Joe Flacco... Started playing quarterback for Cleveland. And this defense is big time. Miles, Miles Garrett can really get after the quarterback. They've got a good pass defense. They're aggressive. They run man. Love Denzel Ward. Linebackers are solid. This, this team, with how many injuries they have had, Kevin Stefanski has done one of the best jobs in the league this year to not only keep this team afloat, but make them a very strong, strong contender to win a few games. Maybe get to the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco's done it before, he's got that clutch gene in his DNA, and again, matchup thing, if you win, you likely play Baltimore, assuming the Bills and Chiefs win, they play each other, you've beaten Baltimore this year, you're one of the three teams to actually do it, the Steelers did it, but that week 18, they pulled all their their stars, the Browns have beaten the Ravens, they know how to get to Lamar Jackson, they forced turnovers, and that was with Deshaun Watson, not Flacco, so I think that would be interesting, And, I mean, they they still run the ball pretty well. Again, they've got good weapons and they're well-coached. It's going to be the defense that leads them and some Flacco magic. But Cleveland is going to be my other sleeper for these playoffs. Teams that could potentially get upset, I, I think it's the Chiefs in round one. I haven't loved how they've played this year. And as much as I talked about the snow game, Miami could somehow win that. If they choose to actually run the ball, which I don't think they've done enough, I just don't think Mahomes has been on point with his receivers this year. Don't think Kelsey's had the best year for his standards. And in terms of upset, I will say, even though they are the three C, that the Chiefs don't make the AFC Championship. I think there's a high possibility that they only win one game, which would be rare for Mahomes. But I do think the Chiefs would be a bit on upset watch against Miami. And then obviously against Buffalo, that's a tough matchup. If that's if that's the next one, and then on the other side, I I mean, I, I think I think Philadelphia is just in a huge huge threat to to lose that first game. They they're just gonna hit rock bottom and just tumble out of the playoffs. Don't like how they've been playing. I guess I get picked the two previous Super Bowl attendees uh, for my upset picks, and then that brings me to my Super Bowl picks. I haven't brought him up yet, but I've saved them for this moment. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. I think this is Lamar Jackson's best chance he's had in his career to not only make the Super Bowl, but win it. This Ravens defense is just monstrous. Amazing linebackers in Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. They have dudes who can get after the quarterback. Kyle Hamilton is playing like the best safety in the NFL. This team forces turnovers. I mean, we saw it in that Niners game. They made Brock Purdy look like he was undrafted and not the last pick in the draft. They get after you defensively. And then on offense, they can run the ball with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. They picked up Dalvin Cook. We'll see how much of a role he plays. But Lamar Jackson, I mean, bona fide MVP this season. He has been so accurate. Throwing the ball. And he's got weapons finally. Zay Flowers is incredible. Love his game. Hopefully Mark Andrews can come back. But if not, you have Isaiah Likely in there. Who's done a nice job filling in at the tight end spot. You've got Odell Beckham Jr. You know he can rise to the occasion in the playoffs like he did with the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. And Lamar's taking care of the ball. That's the thing with the Ravens. If the Ravens take care of the football, they're going to win the game likely. The game they lost this season, someone on ESPN said it. I can't remember who. But they said that the Ravens beat themselves against Pittsburgh, against Indianapolis, against the Browns. Turnovers, fumbles, uh, bad decisions by Lamar. And it's happened very, very infrequently for Lamar Jackson. But they lost those games because they beat themselves. That Pittsburgh game, I remember watching it over in Spain. I mean, an inexcusable way to lose that game, especially defensively letting Pickens take the top off of the defense for that 41-yard touchdown with Pickens. Or with with, with Pickens to pick it, or reverse that. You know what I mean, but I, I just think this is Baltimore's best shot they've had with Lamar. I will be very disappointed if they don't make the Super Bowl. I think they are the best team in the NFL. They proved it when they beat the Niners and then mollywopped the the Miami Dolphins by fifty points. That's when Lamar secured the MVP. So I'm rolling with them. They got to take care of the ball, control time and possession with the run, and defensively they're going to take care of business because. They get after the quarterback, they force turnovers, and they make you uncomfortable. And especially with the road going through Baltimore in the AFC. That's also a huge factor in my decision. Now in the NFC, I haven't talked about the 49ers yet, so I'll go over them before I go to my probably shocking pick. Obviously, San Francisco is very talented. Defensively, they're loaded. Nick Bosa and Chase Young on the edge. you got Fred Warner, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. Traverius Ward has had a a very good season at cornerback. Their coach, well, Shanahan knows how to get the job done. And then offensively, you got weapons galore for Brock Purdy to to throw the ball to. Christian McCaffrey, top two offensive player in the league, in my opinion. And yes, I think that includes quarterbacks. You've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They know how to get open. Ayuk is a great route runner. He's going to find himself uh, open for for medium to deep passes. And then Debo, you can just give him the ball on a jet sweep, and he might take it to the house. Such an explosive player. So, so speedy on the outside. And then George Kittle, just an all-around great tight end from a catching and blocking standpoint. Good offensive line. And Brock Purdy has played very clean this year. I do like, uh, I'm much higher on Brock Purdy than a lot of other people. I think he's a really good quarterback. I don't care that he was drafted late in the seventh round. He's playing better than Jimmy G did and Trey Lance and all those guys who filled in. But I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm not picking them. I'm going to shock the world here as a Giants fan because I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to make the Super Bowl in the NFC. Yep, I said that. The Dallas Cowboys, for the first time in 25 plus years, are going to make the Super Bowl. Now, why am I, as a Cowboys hater... As a believer in what can go wrong, will go wrong, why am I rolling with the Cowboys? This isn't like me. Unless I was in disbelief when I decided I was going to make that pick. Guys, it really comes down to a few things for me. Really, two things Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. This is the best quarterback wide receiver connection right now in the NFL. CeeDee Lamb, hate to say it, right now he's the best receiver in the NFL. He gets open automatically, it's effortless. And Dallas has finally realized, hey, we should just force feed that guy the ball 15 times a game, and hey, he might actually win us games. Oh yeah, CeeDee Lamb is really, really talented. He can run after the catch. He's a great route runner. Short, medium, deep routes, whatever it takes. CeeDee Lamb is a problem, and I don't think anybody's going to stop him in the NFC. And yes, that includes the San Francisco 49ers, but defensively, don't like Micah Parsons. But I think he's going to have a big playoffs. I think he's finally going to show up. He's talked all this talk on his podcast. I think he'll be able to back it up. Again, this is another defense that forces turnovers. They give their offense short fields. And at the end of the day, what we have worried about with the Cowboys in the playoffs has been can Dak Prescott... Lead a game-winning drive. Can he make the winning type of plays? He hasn't done it in the past few years, but Dak Prescott has played elite football this year. I think this this is his best year in the NFL, and he has shown that he can make game-winning throws. And for some reason, I have this weird feeling in my gut that it's going to be Dallas that pulls it off over San Francisco, and we're finally going to see that big Dallas star and those helmets for the Super Bowl in Vegas, now I'm choosing Baltimore over Dallas, hopefully Dallas doesn't win it by me picking them, but gonna take Baltimore to win the Super Bowl this year, and that does it for today's episode, look forward to the episode on Monday as I'm going to recap the UNC Syracuse game, and probably recap some NFL as well, thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.